the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Dan Prof Show. And it would be nice if everybody started from the same foundational belief in the norms of a free society as enshrined in America's founding documents, for example. It would be nice if that were the case, but you can't expect your philosophical enemies to treat you fairly and squarely. This is something that conservatives have had to, uh, some conservatives have had to learn the hard way, and it speaks to the need for institution and enterprise building among conservatives or even those who don't identify themselves themselves as conservatives but certainly believe in the tenets of a, a free society are peaceful pluralists at heart need to build new institutions we have this conversation all the time with andrew clavin about um, encouraging more conservatives or people who believe in peaceful pluralism to go into the arts and entertainment there are quality intellects and entertainers that have a center-right disposition but they don't seem to populate areas uh, within the arts and the same goes with trying to build institutions uh, that uh, that that uh, are engaged in other civic and intellectual pursuits well uh, one person who is doing that in the tech space it's not just parlor and gab uh, it's also larry sanger who is the co-founder of wikipedia and the creator of a new enterprise called encyclosphere He's also the author of Essays on Free Knowledge, The Origins of Wikipedia, and the New Politics of Knowledge. Larry, pleasure to have you. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. So um, before we get into your new project, which I definitely do want to do, the um, origin of Wikipedia, what it was originally conceived to be, and uh, how it lost its way, I think that story is instructive for people who are unfamiliar with it. Sure. Wikipedia started when Jimmy Wales had the, the perfectly fine, excellent idea, in fact, of uh, organizing a, a group of uh, volunteers from all around the world to write a free encyclopedia, um, according to methods used by the open source software community. So the same sort of principles that were used to develop Linux, the Linux operating system, would be used to develop um, an encyclopedia. So it was my job to actually start it. Um, and uh, it, I, I, to make a, a very long story short, it went well in the beginning, I think, for the most part. But the problem was, in the end, it was taken over by people who wanted to use the power of the new system to um, make uh, to make it say what they believed, to to um, uh, abandon the neutrality policy and um, basically uh, use what should have been an open, free platform for everyone to to collaborate on and 
arrive at a kind of consensus view um, to, to take that and, and make it into a, a propaganda platform for the left, essentially. And- and, and it's, it's, you know, these are always interesting stories because so you, so you and Jimmy Wales have this sort of shared vision of what Wikipedia would be, and then it gets hijacked. And uh, it's always interesting to understand how that happened when you have the principles committed to a particular vision, then it gets hijacked to do something completely different. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what can I say about that? It's, uh, it's a terrible thing, actually. And, but it happens in in a lot of institutions, as we know. I actually feel the same way about uh, academia. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, when I started college in 1986, you know, uh, I went to one of the most liberal colleges in the country, and yet I was still able to um, get a, a pretty good, well-rounded education that wasn't it wasn't indoctrination. And I don't think that's the case anymore. You can go to the same college that I went to. I won't mention it by name. I don't harbor ill will for them. Um, in, in any uh, of a number of other liberal arts colleges, and the mission, the mission has changed. It, it has been co-opted. The same thing has happened um, with uh, with Wikipedia and you know with the original vision that, that like Mark Zuckerberg had for for Facebook as well. That kind of thing. You know, I mean, ultimately, uh, his, his original notion was that ultimately we we're going to connect all the world and, you know, uh, bring us all together and it's going to be great. Um, but uh, we weren't really told that it was going to morph into an, an institution for social control, which is really what it's become. Uh, when we come back with uh, Larry Sanger, I want to talk more about uh, the big tech landscape as well as his specific new project, Encyclosphere. Larry Sanger, co-founder of Wikipedia, creator of Inset Encyclosphere, uh, author of Essays on Free Knowledge. We'll be right back with more. The Dan Proft Show. Welcome back to the show. We're speaking with Larry Sanger. He's the co-founder of Wikipedia, creator of Encyclosphere, and author of Essays on Free Knowledge, The Origins of Wikipedia, and the New Politics of Knowledge. And Larry, before the break, we were just talking about... um, the vision of Wikipedia being hijacked, the vision of fate. You, you gave Facebook as another example. Here's what Mark Zuckerberg had originally conceived and promoted, and it became something – Facebook has become something very different. As you said, it's morphed into a, um, uh, a mechanism for social control. And I wonder if you think – it's sort of similar to the conversations on academia or the arts and entertainment – it is are, are the big tech operations, the big tech social media platforms, the big tech search engines, are, are they reformable from the inside or is it going to take an external event, competition, regulation, the combination of the two to change the big tech lands and social media landscape? I don't know if they can be reformed from the inside, but my inclination is to say no, that if anything, pressures are increasing to radicalize even more. And so if they can be reformed from within, 
then it, it won't happen anytime soon. Uh, and it is very possible that there will be a backlash that, you know, the next generation they'll come and, and take on the mantle. And it's going to take time, right? Because it's still early days. The effects of the indoctrination of the millennials and the younger generation has barely begun. The whole notion of giving the side eye to free speech, that wasn't even a thing until about 2014 or 2015. So I don't see how we could reform things from within if there isn't a cultural, the sociological wherewithal to make that happen. If it's going to be an external event then it, um, or events, then they better uh, manifest themselves because, uh, it, as you say, look what's happened from 2014 to 2021. A lot has changed in the direction away from freedom of speech and thought in just those past seven years, uh, which brings us to your project in part. Um, tell us about Encyclosphere. So the Encyclosphere project is not an app. It's not a website, although it's been reported as that. It's a network, so you can think of it like the blogosphere. Um, it doesn't matter what platform you blog on. You can move your blog uh, wherever you like, and that's why there isn't a single blog you know, overlord, the way there's a single micropost overlord like Twitter or a, a single social image sharing service like Instagram because there's a common standard. So what I want to do is create a similar sort of common standard, like an RSS for encyclopedic information, for reference information. I want to give Wikipedia and Britannica, many, many others, because there's a lot of reference sites online, the ability to express, if not the articles themselves, then the metadata about the articles in a single common format, which makes it possible for people to build apps around the whole Kind of like blog readers or news readers. Like if you use like a news reading app, that really makes use of RSS a lot because all of the news services, they use RSS to put information about their news stories out there. So we want to do the same thing for encyclopedias. And then that is going to allow people to search encyclopedias from wherever they are, even just single encyclopedia articles that somebody puts on a, on a blog, for example, could be included in this network and could go head to head with the articles from Wikipedia. In the end, I, I think the whole of all the encyclopedias in the world is much more powerful and is going to produce much more accuracy and fairness than Wikipedia by itself. You're not going to have that hosted on Amazon servers, I hope. No, no. Well, you know, <laughs> being a network, it isn't going to be hosted right. by any one particular organization at all. But yeah, we're hosted by InMotion Hosting, actually. Yeah, no, I have obviously a joke about uh, about Parler and and, <laughs> and 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 I mean and and, and uh, so so that's that's really interesting and and it's great to sort of reference material, sort of foundational knowledge from which to build um, something that is being there. At least there's an effort afoot to erase it. So that's mission critical work. I wonder what you think uh, about uh, social media, because of course, so much of this scholarship, regardless of the, uh, the source uh -huh. gets repurposed through social media. And do you see opportunities, if not for Parler or Gab, then for other such iterations to really compete with and displace Twitter and Facebook? Yes, but the but part is they need to become interoperable with each other. Because, you know, if you go to Gab or Parler, 
and you start putting in the same amount of time there that you do on Twitter, you are reaching a small fraction of the audience that you are on Twitter. Right. And that's that's a problem, you know, because, I mean, people use Twitter for a kind of advertising, really. Um, or and, and you're trying to get your message out there to the greatest number of people. Well, the only way that we're going to build a viable alternative is if we make all the different competing players talk to each other, essentially. So what, what this means, what interoperability means is I post something on Parler and something similar appears on all the other networks. So there's a single conversation that's going on um, in the microposting world, if you want to call it that, the microposting network. There's a single conversation and different clients, different windows into it. And if Twitter wants to delete some particular tweets, that's fine, but you'll be able to see those tweets or, and, and you know those banned accounts on other services interacting with, uh, with other people. So I, I think the way to make this happen is, again, there needs to be a lingua franca like RSS, but for, for social media. And that's actually something that the Knowledge Standards Foundation, which is also working on the Sphere, is working on. We are actually developing a plugin for WordPress, which is going to allow people to do something like Twitter, it'll it'll look and feel like Twitter for the end user, and push out messages to uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and whatever and other um, you know alternative uh, services like Parler and Gap, sure, and also collect their responses from all of those. Or at least that's the that's the vision there. When, so, when, um, again, yeah, we, need when, the, we need the tools to make it happen. When we come back with Larry Sanger, co-founder of Wikipedia, I want to stick on the topic of peaceful pluralism, like how to advance it, and those who are building the better mousetraps in the digital space. I get uh, Larry's view on that when we come back. Show.com. Welcome back to the Dan Prof Show. We're speaking with Wikipedia co-founder and Encyclosphere creator Larry Sanger talking about uh, the uh, social media and landscape in particular, the digital landscape generally. And Larry, I'm curious when you look at the tech landscape online, um, who do you think is building an interesting, at least interesting, if not uh, really compelling mousetrap? Is it, uh, are, is it some of the podcast network? And, and I mean this in furtherance of, of peaceful pluralism, of free thinking and, and exchange of ideas, you know, the marketplace of ideas. Is it, is it some of the podcast platforms? Is it some of the social media that we mentioned already? Alternative? Is it uh, Rumble? Is it anybody really captivating you out there at this point? Um, I, well, there's a couple. I'm, I'm kind of drawn to minds. I don't use minds that much myself, but I think they get a lot right. The design is excellent. They also uh, have the ability to publish the, the contents of, uh, you know, the posts on minds to a, 
something like a BitTorrent network, which means it can be shared uh, everywhere. At least that's in the plans, I am told. That's what the, the CEO told me. So that's, um, I, I think they're moving in the right direction. They actually care about decentralization there, unlike, uh, frankly, Parler and Rumble. Um, Odyssey is doing the same thing. Um, they have uh, what are called magnet links, or actually it's BitChute that has magnet links. They're another good one. Um, Odyssey has its own protocol that works like magnet links. And so what these, again, are like these uh, a decentralized storage network for content. So it, ultimately, it shouldn't matter what, what uh, client you use, whether you use library or, um, or Odyssey. So th- those are two video platforms. So these are examples of, of people who are doing the hard work of building the technology of decentralization uh, and at the same time uh, at the same time trying to make some money which is kind of hard actually the, the knowledge standards foundation is taking a different approach altogether which is you know we're a nonprofit we're we're uh, in the process of applying for 501c3 tax exempt status and i i think ultimately that's going to that's going to be what it takes um the, the tendency to monetize things in general is what uh, it, it places centralizing pressures. And so that, that's why I say, you know, that there aren't any really great examples out there. I love Linux. <laughs> you okay. want a good example, but that's yeah. not news. <laughs> right, right. Uh, he is Larry Sanger, co-founder of Wikipedia, creator of Encyclosphere, author of Essays on Free Knowledge, The Origins of Wikipedia, and the New Politics of Knowledge. Larry, great to have you. Uh, fun speaking with you. Thank you. Appreciate it. This is the Dan Proft Show.